Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of Eclectic Full Contact Theater's satirical saunter down the silly streets of yesteryear, throwing shade. If you enjoy the adventures of the Shade and the Vamp, head over to tinyearl.com slash EFCT throwing shade, where for as little as $5 a month, you can get access to exclusive bloopers, rehearsals, and special bonus episodes. And now sit back and relax and enjoy throwing shade. There is a darkness in the minds of men, a darkness in their hearts, a darkness in a room with no lights. And who knows that darkness? The Shade knows. I don't mean to derail this episode right off the bat, but I was thinking about the movie idea brought up last week, and I understand that we call moving pictures movies because we as a country are linguistically lazy. But why then do we not call still pictures stillies? Yep, those are the things that fill my thoughts whilst in this booth. And another thing. Fine, fine. But this isn't over. A narrator's questions must be answered. They'll be answered next week. And they say executives don't have a sense of humor. All right, smarty pants. To the siren. Find out on this week's thrilling conclusion to Throwing Shade, Disorganized Labor. And it's been a banner year here at Throwing Shade. As for the second time, we have retained a sponsor for two weeks in a row. That's right, Cartonger Fine Furniture has somehow remained fine. Also brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater, bringing you high-quality 1930s radio-style satire since... Well, who's counting? Previously on Throwing Shade... <coughs> and now, on to our story. Act 3, Scene 1. No bones about it. The mystery man throws up some red flags. When last we left our heroes, they had just been introduced to the mysterious benefactor of nuts, Dr. Charles Ossifer. The Shade and the Vamp had some questions for the good doctor. We have some questions. I have a feeling that's going to be just as funny in the movie as it is here. Unfortunately. Why are you helping bankroll this strike? Simple, really. I represent the Bone Accumulation and Reclamation Federation. Barf? Yes. While we are a collection of some of the greatest minds in paleontology, archaeology, and sociology, a great many of our members have the sense of humor of an eight-year-old. I feel your pain, Doctor. But why is Barf coughing up all this money? He's going to keep doing that, isn't he? Oh, yes. Best to let him get it out of his system. You know, <laughs> just purge it all. <laughs> get it all up and out. 
I'm so sorry. I don't know what came over me. Don't apologize, Vamp. Sometimes, you just can't hold it in. <laughs> These are the people who hold the safety of the city in their hands. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Back to business. So, what's up, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> now there's the vamp I know and have perfectly appropriate feelings for. All right. That was the last one, I promise. So, Doctor, why is your organization interested in nuts? Well, as we are interested in ancient cultures and prehistoric flora and fauna, we are naturally aligned with the idea that those who present these wonders to the public are treated fairly and with the respect due their important positions. And so, we are here to offer them whatever support we may, be it financial, physical, or moral. They know you can't keep nuts down, and that's where Barf comes in. Usually does, especially pistachios. Can't stand them. Cyrus! See, they basically write themselves. Why all the secrecy? We preferred to stay in the background so as to not distract from the people who should be the focus of the movement. We are nothing if not discreet. Yes. We all know how unobtrusive archaeological digs are. Well, you know what they say. You can't make an omelet without desecrating a few tombs. He's got a point, Vamp. How else would we learn about ancient cultures if they didn't dig up half a country so we could look at some pottery fragments? How indeed. But I am not here to discuss my work, but to allay your fears as to our motivations. Please do. Tell them it's ridiculous to think we're involved in these crimes. Obviously, we have nothing to do with the present unpleasantness. You do have to admit, it's pretty convenient that none of the tourist spots have been targeted. I would suggest that it is because the average citizens see no value in those areas, despite the obvious economic loss their closure has had on the city. All the more reason we must ensure that those of us who work in this industry are compensated fairly and treated with respect. Elevate the tourism industry to something locals can look upon with pride. Hear, hear! Still, it seems... Hear, hear! Really should have seen that coming. Seems pretty strange that this crime wave erupted right after the strike started. Coincidence. Completely. Utterly. Totally. Actually, it isn't a coincidence at all. Aha! Now we get to it. Chicagoans are well known for the fact that if they can't heap derision upon out-of-towners or suburbanites, they will eventually turn on each other. This phenomenon can be most clearly seen during what I believe is called the Crosstown Classic. Right! Right! So honestly, the easiest way to curtail this destructive behavior is to bring this strike to a swift and mutually beneficial end. See, I told you everything was above board. I have to admit, it does sound plausible. I agree. Excellent. Well, now that we are all on the same page, I must be going. I have Federation business to attend to, and we like to see to our affairs swiftly.
I can understand that. You certainly don't want to let Barf sit around. Yes. Quite. Good day, sir. I hope you're satisfied. Charles Ossifer is a good man. Maybe now you'll leave us in peace. Makes you feel foolish. Docent it. Even I can't get behind that one. That Ossifer fella and his group are really classy. They even got a headquarters downtown. Oh, really? Yeah, you can't miss it. It's got a big red flag right out front. Act 3, Scene 2. Split Personalities. The Unthinkable Happens. Having reached an apparent dead end with nuts, the Shade and the Vamp return to the offices of the Chicago Gazette Times Herald as Theo and Wednesday. There, they checked in with Wally Winchell. Well, Wally, what do you got? Unfortunately, not a lot. These crimes seem relatively random, with several different M.O.s. How is it possible this case is leading nowhere? I'm still not convinced Nuts and Barf aren't involved somehow. This is why I hate coming in late to these investigations. Nothing you said makes any sense. Nuts is the union, and Barf are a bunch of bone-obsessed scientists. Scientists, you say? Yes. Why? This may be nothing, but the one thing all the witnesses agreed on was that the perpetrators gave off a decidedly academic air. They smelled like chalk? What? Chalk. You know, chalkboards. Academics use chalkboards. Academic air. So many demerits. Uh, no. I meant that none of them looked or sounded like common criminals. They all gave the impression of being professors. They were impersonating professors? What are you... Oh, impressions. You okay, Wednesday? Fine! The perpetrators used big words, and while there was physical damage at the crime scenes, they didn't damage anything remotely informational or educational. This makes even less sense than before. If these people are academics, why are they targeting non-academic sites? What could they be after? <laughs> What's so funny? I can't help it. It just popped into my head. <laughs> what? Well, if the union, bone-loving scientists, and professors are all involved, it means... <laughs> This city is barfing academia nuts! <laughs> nope. That's it. I can't take it anymore. What? Come on, you have to see the humor in that. Wally, back me up! Well... I don't care. I've spent the last four years listening to you make the dumbest jokes, have the most harebrained ideas, and take credit for the decent ideas I come up with. Slowing every investigation down with your mind-numbingly ridiculous theories. I can't. I won't do it anymore. Wednesday, I... No, Theo. No. I don't want to hear whatever lame excuse you're going to pull from left field. It's over. Now hold on, you two. 
Over? What's over? This! Us! This partnership! I refuse to play second fiddle to a man who thinks a fiddle is a percussion instrument! Ha! I know perfectly well it's in the brass section. Too soon, Theo. Proving once again you don't know your brass from a hole in the ground! And don't touch my typewriter! I think we should all calm down before we say something we're going to regret. Wednesday, I think you're overreacting. Like that. Overreacting? Overreacting? No! Overreacting would be me smacking you upside the head with my typewriter! All I'm going to do is get as far away from you as possible. Consider this a dissolution of our working together. Did I just get divorced? And for the record, I hate being called your girl Friday. I am my own person with my own thoughts, and I deserve to work with someone who respects that. Wally! I'm sorry. What are you apologizing for? Anything you want. You are working with me on this story from now on. Let's go! Theo, I'm sorry. I... Wally! Coming! Theo, what are we going to do? I don't know, Wally. I have no idea what just happened. But I guess I'll do the best I can to figure out what's going on with this story. After that, I have no idea. Good luck, Theo. Oh, Wally? Yeah? Let her drive. Act 3, Scene 3. Throne Shade. The Shade goes solo. After Wednesday walked off, Theo didn't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Why do I suddenly find that bittersweet? Anyway, he decided to clear his head by changing into the shade and brooding on a rooftop. <coughs> I'm all right. I'm all... Oh, never mind. Guess my landing's a bit rusty. Too much time using the shade rope. Guess you're right, Vamp. It is kind of a crutch. Oh, right. Never mind. Oh, well. Best get to brooding. The shade sat atop the roof for a while, trying to focus on the case. But inevitably, his thoughts turned to the spats he'd had recently with his partner. I only use the equipment to try to keep up with her. Well, why didn't you say that? Isn't it obvious that's why? Obviously not, dimwit. And how can she say I don't respect her? I know she's her own person. Really? That why you override and adjust every idea that she has? I do not. Oh? What about the bet with Clemens about leaving town if you didn't get the story? And constantly undermining her with stupid jokes? She likes my jokes. Some of them. Besides, what's wrong with a sense of humor? Time and place, Shade. And how many of your messes has she had to clean up because you go off half-cocked? I just... All right, fine. I'm a little reckless, but I don't take credit for her ideas. Ow? No! I mean, any more. And it's Clemens who does that, not me. Ever correct him? Like he'd listen. She might. What? It might help if you just told her how you really feel. What are you talking about? You can't lie to me, Theo. I'm you. 
Yeah, I know, and I can't believe I'm losing an argument to myself. Oh, feelings! No, I have to focus on the case. Solve the case. That's all that matters. These annoying emotions will just have to go back in their box and I'll deal with ignoring my love for Wednesday later. Wait, did he just say... Wait, did I just say... He sure did. Ah, nerds. Fortunately for the Shade's psyche, movement in the street below caught his eye. Thank goodness, crime and violence. Peering over the edge of the roof, the Shade saw a group of scrawny, over-educated-looking men running through an alley carrying what appeared to be sacks of money. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Obviously, because I'm you. Ask a silly question. I'm thinking that if you're in the market for affordable furniture without the hassle of professional assembly and delivery, you can't do better than Cartonger Fine Furniture. That's right. Not only is Cartonger the finest supplier of disassembled Dutch furniture in the U.S., it's the only one. Sounds like Cartonger Furniture is the place to go. It is. But as much as I like monologuing about do-it-yourself furnishings, what I was really thinking was those fellows look like the ones who have been perpetrating the crime wave. Huh. Makes sense. Funny that wasn't what I was thinking. Anyone else disturbed by this? Just me? Alrighty then. The Shade decided his best course of action was to intercept the gang. I'll break up this little party and get the answers I need out of them. Easy. At that moment, the Shade reached into one of his larger belt pouches and pulled out his greatest piece of equipment yet! A cape! You knew it was going to happen sooner or later. With this specially designed cape, I can glide down and surprise them, striking fear into their cowardly criminal hearts and apprehend them. Here goes! The Shade's cape caught the evening breeze, and then, due to a disturbing lack of internal support, folded. <laughs> Fortunately, his fall was broken by an awning, which threw him directly into the crowd of academic crooks. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm not. Get off me. The Shade leapt to his feet and squared off with the dastardly denizens of Academia. All right, you. Are you going to come along quietly, or do I have to muss you up? Get, Get him. him! A fight ensued. <laughs> the Shade fended off the criminals with his unique fighting style of fancy footwork. Can't catch me! Flailing! And sneaky eye pokes! <laughs> he was managing to barely hold his own when suddenly... One of the crooks snuck up behind him and threw his cape over his head, blinding him! Cheaters! Very soon, the Shade was overwhelmed, tied up, and then... Nighty-night, Shade. <clears throat> we'll return to throwing Shade 
disorganized labor in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. Friends, does your home lack style, panache, furniture? Then Cartonger Fine Furniture is for you. Cartonger supplies you with the finest pieces of Dutch furniture available. And we do mean pieces. Every purchase from Cartonger comes fully disassembled, allowing you the pride of doing a job that someone better trained could have done in half the time. And each purchase from Cartonger comes with more pieces than you need. That's right, get the sense of satisfaction that comes from discovering just which pieces are essential. So, if you want affordable furniture and have nothing else to do with your day, buy Cartonger Fine Furniture. And now, a few words from other important personages. Friends, Eclectic Full Contact Theater is forging ahead with their 11th season, bringing you a year of nothing but new works. From readings to festivals celebrating the best new works from around the country and the world, both on stage and over the airwaves, EFCT is bringing fresh new work to audiences everywhere. So, go to eclectic-theater.com to find out about all their brand spanking new 11th season and tell them The Shade sent you. And now, back to our story. Act 4, Scene 1. I don't find this humorous. The Shade's funny bone is not tickled. When the Shade came to, he was tied to a chair in a warehouse filled with household appliances. Several of the crooks surrounded him. I say, he's awake. Go get the boss. Where am I? Don't worry. It's not like you're getting out. Go! Hey, we aren't supposed to smack him around. That's for landing on me. I do apologize. Apparently, a cape requires some sort of internal structure to glide. <laughs> Who knew? Literally everybody. So you're the gang behind this crime wave, eh? I'm surprised fellows as educated as yourselves would turn to villainy. Yeah, well, it's all part of the plan, isn't it? Could you possibly not give information away to the masked crime fighter? What? I didn't say anything. It's true. He didn't tell me anything I didn't already know. What? There's no way you could know this whole crime wave is just a smokescreen. What is the matter with you? What? He said he knew. I'm surprised someone as gullible as you works in research. I'll have you know I am outstanding in my field. I would have thought you'd be in a lab somewhere. Unless you're a botanist. Are you a botanist? That's not what I meant. He got you there. I know you're planning on doing me in, so could you satisfy my curiosity as to you science types? It's something I've always wanted to know. Why should we? Because giving out information is literally what you do? Curses. All right, what do you want to know? Why the tape on the glasses? Surely you could just get new ones. Thank you! I've been saying that for years! 
It's ridiculously expensive, because you can't just get new frames. They make you get new lenses, too. Who's got that kind of money? It's not that bad. Sure, if you spend your grant money on personal items. Are you questioning my integrity? Well, you are criminals. Okay. Are you questioning my professional integrity? If the lab coat fits, wear it. Why, you... Very good, Shade. It's fortunate I arrived when I did, otherwise my henchmen might have fallen prey to your annoyance. I do what I can. So, what's up, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. It's a little funny. Your childish immaturity won't work on me, Shade. I'm an educated man, a pillar of the community. That's why my plan cannot help but succeed. And that plan would be? Do you think me so egotistical and narcissistic that I would launch into an exhaustive monologue outlining my plan, thus giving you time to concoct a daring escape? I'm certainly hoping so. Sorry to disappoint, but I will not be doing that. No need, really. Your minions already spilled the beans. That's not true. I haven't even had beans. Not since the great Bunsen burner incident of 32. Guess it's true what they say about that whole book-smart, street-smart thing. And I'm supposed to believe that they told you my plan. It all came clear as soon as that one said it was all a smokescreen. Oh. You started this crime wave to draw attention away from your actual goal. Which would be? You're an organization obsessed with the past. You all love digging up remains, so you're going to burn this city down so you can dig up and study the city beneath it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shade. I almost regret having to get rid of you. You are most amusing. It's quite impressive how you got so close to understanding and then flew off in the completely wrong direction. It's a gift. That wasn't a compliment. Sounded like one. I was being ironic. Actually, I think you are being sarcastic. Oh, I would have said facetious. Nobody asked you. Go prepare the shrink ray. You fiend! Shrinking me won't save you. Everyone knows it's not the size of the shade. It's, uh, how much light it blocks. I have to admit, I didn't think that one through when I started. I'm not going to shrink you, shade. You fiend! You'll never get away with shrinking Chicago. There are already plenty of small towns. Okay, that one was pretty good. I'm not going to shrink Chicago. What would be the point of that? Well, it would greatly reduce traffic. He has a point. No, he doesn't. And why are you still here? You fiend! You'll never get away with miniaturizing your minions. No matter what you think, that won't reduce staff expenses! You wouldn't do that, would you? Oh, for crying out loud. I plan on shrinking all the dinosaur skeletons in the Field Museum so I can ship them in these ice boxes over to my own personal museum where I will re-enlarge them, corner the market on tourism, and make myself and my organization ridiculously wealthy. Yes. Everyone's so worried about the crime wave, they aren't paying any attention to the tourist sites. And when they do finally realize what happened, the nuts will take the fall! <laughs> Excuse me. It's called an evil monologue. Ha! 
I knew I could get you to spill your plan, and now that you have, it will be child's play to thwart your aspirations. Can he say that on the air? And how will you stop me? While you were talking, I was able to loosen my bonds. Ha! Do you, you, ah! I'm all right. I'm all right. Yes. Very clever. It appears there'll be no thwarting today. Boys, put the shade on ice. The professorial ne'er-do-wells grabbed the shade, took him to the second floor of the warehouse, and threw him into an empty ice box. Pound all you want, Shade. Nobody will hear you. And there's no way to open the ice box from the inside. This seems like a serious design flaw! All right, boys. When's the next robbery scheduled? Three o'clock, Dr. Ossifer. Excellent. Excellent. Prepare the shrink ray for transport. In two hours, victory will be mine. <coughs> oh, fine. Ours. But mostly mine. What about the vamp? You worry about the shrink ray. I'll take care of the vamp. Act four, scene two. Breaking bones. Climactic things come to a climax. While the shade was literally trying to think himself outside the box, on another rooftop elsewhere in the city, Wednesday morning and Wally Winchell were at an impasse. Wednesday, I think we're at an impasse. What do you mean? While I agree that the fact no tourist sites have been targeted is the crux of this case, we've checked tourist spots all over the city, and have found hide nor hair of any kind of clue. I know, uh, but we're almost done. Uh, let's check out the Field Museum, and if we don't find anything there, well... Uh, would, would you like me to throw out a ridiculous theory? Why would I want you to do that? It's what Theo would do. That's the last thing I want! Are you sure? You're usually able to make some kind of sense out of them. Wally. I appreciate what you're trying to do, but Theo and I are just too different. He's a good guy, Wednesday. I know, Wally, but that's not enough. Not anymore. Having your heart in the right place isn't what I need. I need a real partner. Not whatever Theo is. I need someone who I can really communicate with, no matter how much I think Theo is a good person. Wally was about to comment on that when something caught his eye. Why is there a giant glowing fedora in the sky? <gasps> it's the shade signal! The what? The shade gave it to the city hall so they could contact him. Of course he did. Something must be wrong. Wednesday was about to jump into action when she suddenly realized who she was with. Um, Wally... This may come as a bit of a shock, but... Theo and you are the Shade and the Vamp. Theo and I are... Wait, you knew? I pretty much figured it out during the whole you and Theo are missing at the same time the Shade and the Vamp are out of town thing a few weeks ago. And then there's the fact that you and he are the only ones who know how to contact the two of them. What's <gasps> wrong? That means that Theo was right about the shade signal being a good idea. I'm never going to live this down. 
Come on, let's see what's wrong. A few minutes later, the vamp and Wally Winchell arrived on the roof of City Hall. It doesn't look like anyone's here. Rosa? Mayor Crane? You would think the Shade would be here. He probably fell down a manhole. Though it is odd nobody else is around. Did you hear that? Look out! Wally and the vamp leapt to the side just in time to avoid the toaster that whizzed through the air and crashed into the shade signal. Are we being attacked with flying toasters? Nothing's going to save that screen. Let's all pretend we didn't hear that. Where's it coming from? Over there! The vamp pointed to a nearby roof where several professor types were huddled around a catapult. Raise three degrees. Lower three degrees! What's with the third degree? Just fire! Incoming! Duck! This is getting ridiculous. I told you to lower it! Fire! We can't. What? Why, Why not? not? We're out of ammunition. You only brought two appliances? How could you? I had to carry the catapult. Quick, back to the warehouse. What about the catapult? Leave it! Did you hear something? Sure did. Luckily, voices carry really well in the Chicago air. And I just happened to know of an abandoned appliance warehouse near here. Let's go! Wait, shouldn't we tell the Shade? He can read about it in the paper. Come on! Soon, back at Dr. Ossifer's evil warehouse hideout... Excellent. By now my minions will have taken care of the vamp and nothing can stop me. Sorry to spoil your plans, Ossifer. Uh... What? How did they get here before us? I see you're harder to deal with than your partner. The Shade? What have you done to him? Guaranteed he'll stay fresh for at least the rest of his life. What does that mean? Uh... Oh! Ah! Ah! Vamp, we came in together. I know. I know. This is what I'm talking about. We have to find the Shade. I'm afraid that won't be possible. You'll have your hands full. Attack. Ossifer's goons leapt into the fray. The vamp took them on with her unique fighting style of wrestling. One, two, three. Ballroom dancing. Punch, kick, cha-cha-cha. And auctioneering. Kick to the knee, kick to the knee. Who wants a kick to the knee? Kick to the knee. Go once, go twice. Sold to the goon in front of me. Meanwhile, Wally searched for the shade. Shade! Shade! Anybody hear that? 
The pounding and the noise of the fight got louder, masking the fact that Dr. Ossifer had set up the shrink ray and had it pointed directly at the vamp! And now, for my victory. Time to turn you into a tiny annoyance. What, what the... Dr. Ossifer looked up just in time to see a large icebox break through the second floor railing and plummet toward him! Oh no. All action stopped as the icebox crashed directly on top of the shrink ray destroying it and causing it to discharge directly into Dr. Charles Ossifer's face. Help, help. I will not stand for this. I don't think I've ever been happier to have pockets. But how dare you? I will have my revenge. And how about the rest of you? We surrender. We're not cut out for crime. I'm a geologist, for goodness sake. All right. Head over to the police station and turn yourselves in. Yes, yes ma'am! Looks like that's all taken care of. Though, I am curious as to where the shade is. And how that icebox happened to fall at just the right moment. Someone's in there! I'm alright. I'm all... Shade? Shade! Wake up! Shade! How long was he in there? Shade! Wally, go call an ambulance. I don't think he's breathing. You got it. Shade! Hang in there, Shade! Theo? Don't you dare leave me! What were you doing in an icebox? Only you could get yourself stuck in an icebox and then still find some way to save the day. Oh, Theo! I'm so sorry. I know you're doing your best. I know you aren't the same guy I worked with four years ago. But the world's not changing fast enough. And I took all my frustrations with that on you. Nobody's ever stood up for me like you. Nobody's ever said, good work, Wednesday, or... Good thinking, Wednesday, like you do. And I threw your friendship right in your face. Theo, wake up. Don't you dare leave me here with Clemens and Cannoli and the mayor with nobody to back me up but Wally. I need you. I don't know why it took you being stuffed in an icebox to make me see it, but you're the partner I need in everything. Wake up, Theo. Please. Please. Oh, I love you, you idiot! Well, Wednesday? Theo! You're alive! I think so. Oh, thank goodness you're alive. Wait. How much of that did you hear? This has been Throwing Shade. Brought to you by Cartonger Fine Furniture.
Throwing Shade has also been brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater. Remember to like, follow, and subscribe to our podcast. Or leave a review. Created by Andrew Pond and Sarah Siegel. Written by Andrew Pond with Zach Osterman. Directed by Andrew Pond. Starring the voice talents of Chloe Adamo, Jessica Lauren Fisher, Daniel Houle, Noel Kleiss, Zach Osterman, Andrew Pond, Rochelle Prue, and Monica Safflick. Our Foley artist was Lori Iyer. Our engineer was Daniel Houle. And I am your narrator, Noel Kleiss. Special thanks to Tina Salamone! Tune in next week. Same shade time, same shade station!